This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Ace Mason. What's going on, man? Good evening. Not much. And we got a guest with us today, Script. How you doing, Script? Doing good. Thanks for having me. We brought you on to to talk all things trap. You are the uh, trap build esque expert, kind of similar to what we did with uh, uh, like Wes Furt of one of my earlier shows, who was you know a shadow aspect expert. So we're gonna dive into all things Ossuary Four, like it's it's finally here. And then once we've exhausted that, we'll we'll talk some uh, some trap build. Sounds good. Uh yeah, I mean this is this is a big deal for the server. Right? He's been teasing this shit for almost a year now, right? And they had a whole mess of events to kind of get this thing out. Uh, they really pulled out all the stops. There were there was a uh, like an intro storyline that had a a couple of days. He had like a siege event where the mobs poured out of ossuary, and then we had to defend these choke points all culminating with like a final event where there's this crazy spawn rate in ossuary where you're turning into relics. This whole big storyline event thing. And then at the end of all that was a brand new floor for ossuary. How much did you guys participate in any of that? Not nearly as much as I would have liked to. Um, I made a couple of the, um, Mm. the pushes in the desert, did a little bit of that. Um, I didn't get to do anything actually in Ossuary as far as collecting the relics and stuff, but um, it was really cool. It was, there was a lot going on. They condensed it into, in my opinion, maybe too condensed over. It was like a straight two weeks nonstop. Um, it would have been cool to spread it out a little more. Uh, but Yeah, there was a lot going on. I was out in the desert mostly. Spent the majority of my time out there. The two, the two events. I missed one of them. I, I made the one that had like the defense points, right? We had to keep the NPC alive. And so we had, yeah, we had two of those, right? Or no, we had yeah, we had two of those. First one was the yeah. bloody sands, right? Right, that and, was, the, and they kind of flooded, and then that was going to control like how much they kept flooding out of the of the ossuary. It was cool. It was. I don't know how much fun it was, but I don't know if you could make something like that truly fun it was definitely epic which is really all I'd, i would want from it um I, there was like a bug with ours where the guy went gray and then once once our npc went gray we all like everyone just killed him i tried to get it out to there yeah it was like a back and forth keeping them alive there and floods and floods of of mobs it was a uh, it was intense it's cool to see on a server it was one of the hard things for me there was just so much on screen that it would, uh, couldn't quite play it because there was so much going on. I just <laughs> died a lot for sure. I I died probably like 25 times. Yeah, and to, to think that was a little dialed back after the Book of Truth event, right? Eric said he learned a lot from that one and dialed it back a little bit, and it was still just utter chaos. Okay. I think before anyone... Like is going to rush to complain and bitch about these things. Just, just consider how lucky you are to get a GM run event, and how few games that are live now that that still have them. Oh, it's a, no, yeah. There's there's no complaints on my end. I mean, there's there's stuff that I think they can continue to improve upon. Right, this wasn't nearly as crazy and hectic and 
bug filled his cavern am launch right it was a, it was a little better than the book of truth um you know and it was far from anything any other uo shard has even attempted i think so it's it, you know hats off to eric gray and, and the whole staff they did an awesome job and uh yeah you can't fault them for for some of the issues some are just unforeseen player interaction issues and some of them are just the sheer magnitude of the event issues well he he was rolling out those boss mobs that were basically odiugs and those are uh, great you, yeah <laughs> they're crazy you get one or two of those near you and lights out man i want to see those in the dungeons those are fantastic. <laughs> They're scary, man. I love, I love it. So I ain't getting near that. <laughs> I think this event yeah. did a really good job at getting non-role players involved with the story too. Uh, yeah, maybe some on different levels, but there was like a a weird. I didn't really engage with it, but it was a like a translating event, almost like one of those. Uh, it's supposed to be one of those joint collaborative internet things that you solve right and that reveals part of the story and people dive into that uh, who figures it out that was probably that was probably the one thing you can't fault them for maybe those being too easy or, or maybe people are just that obsessed but both of them because he did he did two of them right he did the one for the Oswari event and then one um for landon's landu's gem or whatever and uh landu's treasure and they were both solved in like hours. Well, the way you make them not solved in hours is, is they're so ridiculously stupid that it takes a hundred people on the internet to figure it out over a week or something. So I don't, I don't know. It was probably well, hard. Funny, just the, the second one he said, like, this one's going to be hard. This one's going to take months. And it was over the next morning. Like I woke up <laughs> and looked at discord and he's like, Oh, it's been solved. I was like, the hell? I haven't even logged in since you, you know, since you announced it. Yeah, I think it was uh, Busoff and some others that they're like, yeah, we solved it. I'm like, wait, we solved what? <laughs> what thing? And they're like, oh, the event. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> it was just yeah, posted this morning. Ossuary Tablets was, uh, I think Path got it first, and then Rekt got it second. And then Land Landau's, Land, Landau's Treasure, I think Rekt got it first. Someone else got it, and then Path got it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I did that one, the Lando. That, that, was, that was great. I think one of the biggest things is that the, the ciphers or whatever, the translating, you know, it uh, can lend itself to a copy-paste to a deciphering tool. You know. They were just simple, like, letter substitution right. ciphers, right? So they were pretty pretty basic. Yeah. If people were doing it, like, pen and paper manually, like, Sticks and stones, like yeah, it might take a week or two, but uh, well, we, we got Derek the robot doing them, so you know nothing was done on pen and paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, I, I think this event was definitely uh, the, the succession of events, series of events was definitely a great way to draw a bunch of the player base into the story of a uh, of Outlands, either indirectly by by just showing up and and killing those boss mobs or. Or diving into these tablet things and, you know, reading the lore post he was putting up. Absolutely. They upped their game on it. I like it. Yeah, no, the, the lore the lore makes it so much cooler, I think. You know, having that extra dungeon is awesome. But the lore just made it so much fun. 
and and the actual the actual map for os4 is amazing it's it's so cool well before we get to that part because uh the last piece of this was the final event which i didn't really do i tried and it, and i'm just no good at knowing which thing to loot i i know i could have like walked the dungeon every so often and picked up artifact off the ground but uh what was cool about the last week was the spawn rate inside ossuary was completely insane to support all the people in there getting their relics and uh it was just a kind of a unique a unique week in a, in a dungeon because the rate nothing like that normally so i know a lot of people had a bunch of fun down there farming up all yeah, the I, stuff i got to roll through once actually on a pvp -er, and like i rolled through I don't know, the Ragwitch area or something. And all of a sudden, like, two temple gardens popped out. And this was, like, right at the beginning, so I wasn't really sure what was going on. I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm getting, like, mobbed over here. Um, but I, I know I saw in general at one point, um, someone said, oh, the dungeons should always be like that or have one rotating or whatever. And Owen seemed open to the idea of having more um, bonus dungeons rotating like a lawless dungeon or a high spawn dungeon or or different different types of that so i think that could be really cool um to have an increased spawn dungeon or something that you really have to take a group in and to control it yeah it was uh it was almost addicting to the players that really got into it uh we had a guy in our guild named bacchus who who would normally do a bunch of other stuff and like he's supposed to do our lore program and he scheduled a night of T maps, and then it came around. He was like, "No, dude, you run it. I'm I'm an ossuary." <laughs> he couldn't get himself out of there. Uh, so it, it definitely was a cool experience. I would love to see it rotate in every week. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, increased spawn. It was nice. I think at one point they like spawned like fifty rag witches in one of the rooms. I was like, "Oh god!" <laughs> Seeing that out of the corner of the screen, like, nope. Not gonna run there so fast. What was it? They uh, there's like a locust too. There's locusts. They're like just little dots on the screen, little black dots. I'm like, what the hell's that? And then next thing, I'm dead. I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, you stick that many players in an area too, and just all kinds of shenanigans are gonna happen. So let's talk about the map now, though, because uh, Osprey Four finally opened this past like, past Saturday, right? No, Friday. I think it opened Friday. It's really only been out a couple of days. And I took, I immediately took my stealth archer down there and walked the whole thing like two or three times, start to finish. It's bonkers how big that place is. And uh, the one tile pathway trap bullshittery it's got. <laughs> Holy crap, man. I honestly, uh, I, I've seen the map that Owen posted. I've only ever made it into like the first three rooms. That's as far as I made it. The first time I went down there was right after it opened. It was so crowded that you couldn't even walk it. You were getting stand blocked everywhere. Mobs are getting pulled on you. It was just utter chaos. Um, then I went down the other day and something came up and I had to run out. So I haven't even been past like there's like that catacombs room and the blood pentagram room. Like that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> yeah, if you're not taking a full group down there or a really high end build, good luck, dude. Like you're not going to make it far. If you do, you're going to have a hard hard time getting out there's there's no moon gate so you have to run all the way to the maze or all the way to the uh like the skeletal dragon area and uh osprey three 
Yeah, that's one of the things I think could be improved is you can't go deep. You can't you can't go very deep in it currently. It's like one of the main things is like as soon as you kill the mobs in an area and you're you're trying to push forward a little bit further, the mobs spawn again behind you. Now you have nowhere to fall back to, so kind of limits your ability to go deeper and deeper. I think you could. You you go with a group and like send your shadow archer out with gold every now and then. I don't know. I mean, it's meant to be a, a group area, but for sure, if you're going in solo, you're going to, you're going to trap yourself because it's, I don't oh, know that it's got a higher spawn rate, but it for sure supports a lot of farmers more so than any dungeon we currently have. I mean, they're super high HP, so they take a little longer to kill. So maybe the spawn rate's not as high, but you can't mow through them as fast. Yeah, that but, might be what's going on. I think the worst thing is like, you can't. You can't really go anywhere either. I mean, these mobs drop pretty good gold. You can't even get that deep into the dungeon before you have to bank again. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're full. We got to go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the other thing that's, you know, maybe can be tweaked and kind of improve with the dungeon. Because, right, like you, you farm up so much gold. I see gold piles laying all over the place, like four or 5,000 because people just have to drop it and leave. <laughs> right. And that's like only at the halfway point. Yeah. And, and Owen... When you listen to this, don't get us wrong. Awesome content. We love it. We just need to find some balance. Like, don't don't undo this, please, for the love of God. Uh, I took my stealth archer, got all the way to the back, uh, killed a big, giant, spectral tree thing. I forget the name of it. It's nasty as fuck, though. Killed it, and then couldn't loot it. Because any time I would loot it, there was, there was 20 mobs around it. <laughs> it's in the back northeast corner. So I managed to stealth archer it down without issue. It just took me a bit. But when I would pop out of stealth loot it, I, I'd have to be really quick. And then I think I died to some, I don't know, something else trying to get out I died to. So I stealth archer, you can kind of get to the back and kind of do your thing and and see a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, if I come in on my tamer, like I'm not, I'm not getting that deep in. Honestly, I think that if like, they dropped a lot of the gold, like lessen the gold by like 10 X, you know, and just up the amount of like rares or MCDs or special loot that could drop. That might make it a little bit more approachable to go deep because you, you could carry it out, you know, your risk going further and further, but you can actually carry it out if you manage to make it all the way out to the end. But the gold, there's only so much gold you can carry. That's a good, that's good. Uh, a tweet they can make to it for sure yeah like a permanent permanent special loot drop increase in osphor or something right right well so the other thing we didn't mention is they actually launched it with bosses everywhere uh so you, the various groups had to work through it and and cleared all the bosses i think it was primarily wrecked uh although bb did a big group friday night and got a couple of them down so really until those bosses were down it was it was hard to kind of go in there as a solo player and, and hang out in a spot. Cause he's, they were nasty ass bosses like spread out through the dungeon. Did you guys manage to see the, uh, the boss that was like enclosed in a little room that didn't seem to have any entrance to it. I didn't, I didn't manage to get yeah, there I th- or see that. I think, I think you can get there. I, I don't remember how it's the one right by the catacombs, right? That kind of looks like it's floating in the middle. Yeah. I'm not, there's gotta be a secret door passage or something. Owen loves to do that shit. So I'm sure there's a walk through a wall somewhere. I like that stuff too. I just, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't gotten in there. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd get in there on my stealth picker or something, walk around and hug all the walls and stuff until you fall through one. There's that uh, there's that one tile pathway with a trap that sends like a a rolling ball of fire, and then it spits out into a square room. It's got a bunch of has like two trees and Anubis, and then north of that is a lone room that I think has a weird way to get to. I haven't found it yet. I mean, there's mobs yeah. in there and stuff, but you can't really see how to get there easily. I've been in there uh, once. There, there's a way to get in, but I only found it as a stealther because I actually had the time to live. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I would encourage anyone with a stealther to go in there and just, you know, check out the work oh, yeah. he's done. It's impressive. Yeah. All three or four are awesome. I mean, we, we waited a long time for it. I think it was worth the wait. It's mo- it's it's mostly uh, very well executed. It's definitely a lot of fun, too. All right. Now we need a Moz 4. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 4. Just an entire level with uh, hallways of just things that fuck you up. Just elder elder vamps everywhere. Yep. One big dungeon of of hallways. (laughs) People love it. I think Uh, the next dungeon content we have are the on the docket to come out is the the old dungeons, right? Yeah, that was used at one point. The retro dungeons with some some old school champ spawns. Uh, but hey, I mean, Strange Lands is launching what this Sunday, so who knows what's after that? I mean, that's us four and Strange Lands were like the big two things, uh, you know, that were left on the, I guess, the developer pipeline. Actually, I haven't looked at that in a while, but I, I did. There's not much left on there. It's almost all out. Uh, the only thing actually left on there, I think, is uh, the boss revamp. Oh yeah, mini, mini boss and oh, uh, and fishing, yeah. fishing boat content. He had some kind of revamp for all that ship people. Really awesome pace of, of content, though. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's insane. We're what a year and a half in, right? Right, year and a half for a free shower. That crazy. it's crazy. Very very well done. Just, so just think how spoiled we are. Think back to all the other servers we played. I mean, there's been some good ones. Relpor was really cool. A lot of customization. But everything else has just been literally copy-paste. Throw some decorations down, call it custom, and release it. <laughs> this is this is just light years ahead of anything else that's come out in the last 15 years. Absolutely. I'm loving it. So we had uh, Boosoof just joined us. Um, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, it's uh, it's going all right. Just working my way through Ashuri 4 because uh, really enjoying the new dungeon. Yeah, why don't you just real briefly tell us uh, who you are, what guild you're with. And obviously we brought you in because you're the number one in the event from the Ashuri 4. Oh, sure. Happy to. So uh, I my, my main tamer is Boosoof, and I've been with Rekt for a number of months now. Um, originally before that, I started the server in power or serve hero, my bad. Um, so I've kind of only ever really been in those two guilds. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I compete on events with event score, uh, pretty, pretty heavily. That's kind of what I really enjoy about the server. So, uh, the Oshuary 4 opening was a thing that I gamed pretty hard. And I spent a lot of uh, time, effort, and, and gold on just making sure that I had the number one spot. Breaking news here first, Derek. Uh, 
Busuf is a power spy. Power spy confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm. No, that's awesome. Uh, you know, one, one of the feedback we got for the Osprey 4 event was that uh, people like you that got an astronomical number of points should have should have probably just spread it out over a bunch of characters. Do, are you, do you agree, or do you think it was worth all the effort you put into doing it on, on one character? Uh, well, there's there's two parts to that. One, I did actually throw uh, points on five or six different characters. Um, basically, up until the night before we finished, Owen had been saying pretty adamantly, it's, you know, spreading it out among multiple characters will not help you. Like, that was a direct quote. Um, and then I kind of re, I, I said that again in my own words in general, and he reacted in a very cagey way. And that tipped me off to say, this is not how everybody has been hearing it. Like what he's just said or how he's reacted to it has told me that it absolutely will help you to spread it out among multiple characters. So I had a stash of artifacts not yet handed in. So I put, uh, five or six characters into the top one third. Um, of score, which was only like 120 points. Uh, and I got about five to six artifacts on each of those characters. Um, as far as that goes, like that, that was something I saw happening and multiple people were like, yeah, that's basically how every other event has been. There's no reason to think that it would have changed, uh, you know, right now. I personally wouldn't mind seeing, uh, greater rewards on an event like that, but if they could tie in IP restrictions or account restrictions so that people aren't claiming on 15 characters, and that really would start to push towards what he was saying, which was it was based on your points, um, like total overall points. Uh, so I'd like to see, you know, cooler, bigger things for people who really do go for a high score instead of just randomization out of 10 items and then spread it across 15 characters if you choose to do that on... 15 different characters. Was there something about Osprey 4 event that, that really worked for you? Cause I don't, I don't remember seeing you way up there on the, uh, on the Winterlands one. Maybe you were. I was 12th in uh, Winterlands. Uh, Win- Winterlands just didn't work for me um, because of timing with family. Uh, you know, I took trips to visit family and I, I did have tickets to, to try to grind out to top 10. Um, but I spent too much time doing everything else farming for dungeon globes because i really liked the uh the look of them and i was farming whatever other events they had going on there's just a lot of content uh during christmas so i was spending all my time with that i was collecting the winter tickets i still think i've got you know 20 or 30 of them um i just i fell behind and at one point i looked at it and i thought if i grind for the next two and a half days straight i can probably hit place seven or eight pretty pretty reliably but I'd rather actually just kind of spend some time with my family. Uh, and I, I, I gave, basically threw in the towel on that one. Family, that's yeah. unacceptable. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't heard, break I've into the Winterlands. Yeah, I've heard a couple that times where people one. threw in their towel on that one. It was, a, it was just long, right? There's a lot of, uh, it'd be pretty resilient to stay in that place forever. I mean. But what about, what about the OS4 event, though? That I, besides timing, was it... Uh, was it the dungeon spawn rate? Was it the excitement for the new level coming out? Um, Oshuary, I mean, Oshuary 4 itself, was it's been hyped for so long. It was something I was, I was really excited to see happen. Because um, I, I really do like the theme of Oshuary, but I really like seeing uh, getting the, the harder level that was talked about. And I think that they, they absolutely delivered on 
more group relatable content. And I was always excited for that, but um, I'm just it, really the event score. I wanted to, to push that. And it was a lot of fun just running around. It was a, a scavenger hunt or, you know, a walking simulator, as I think Diara called it, um, you know, just run around and trip over those artifacts and find them. Cause that was easily the most reliable way to get them. Um, but then after that, it was also a group effort. Um, a lot of people in Rekt helped me get there, and some of my allies as well. Just, uh, you know, selling me artifacts on the cheap or giving them to me, just to really push that score up there. Yeah, it really was a group event, uh, for sure. Not just trying to live and, and survive in there, but also deal with the shenanigans, people going gray, and then getting a proper defense when you went gray, when you, when you obviously... Uh, it, with so many corpses on the ground, it's hard almost to knock a gray. Oh, we we spent a lot of hours in a night chasing down grays. You know, just people running tracking. We'd we'd figure it out where they are, and then have people running in and voice just to just to drop people because we wanted to make sure nobody thought that it was a, a PK friendly area, at least level three. Yeah, good luck to any red hey, that in there. <laughs> I know that map by heart now after running running those days not on level two and three. Probably do a blind at this point. I think uh, Busoff could too. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts for uh, for Austria Four itself once it once it finally came out? Oh yeah, like I said, uh, I really love the uh, I really love the the group content, or at least I, I go in there solo and I don't get more than three or four mobs in before I usually over pull. And you know, with with a group, we've we've sent groups down before, and groups are doing really well farming in the area. Um, solo players are not. You know, if it's if it's a group of five people that go in and they're really successful in, in farming an area, if I'm going in solo, I'm not performing at 20% of that group. Even it's, you really do need multiple people. And some of the, some of the mobs down there uh, are easily built to also kind of defeat groups. So the spectral terrors and the phantasms that have the, uh, the multi hit sort of ignoring armor, AOE um, hit everything on the screen uh, has demolished our group a couple of times as well. Yeah, more so than any other guild on Outland. I've seen Rick down there and in numbers most often, you know, trying your best to, to tackle the content, which is really cool to see. I've, you guys will blow by us and get to that hardest shit room in the northeast where there's like right past the uh, the wall trap. Yeah, the, the double spectrum. Uh, th- that room's got just about everything, but it's, it's great if you can lock it down. Um, the first night, though... We, we were really gung-ho to try to get the, uh, the bosses. So I don't know if anybody didn't see them. Um, there were a few reskinned, uh, gatekeepers and forgotten kings that spawned as a, uh, initial welcome to Ossuary 4, uh, sort of screw you. Um, it was, they were a lot of fun to do, but they were really insane to try to tackle based on small corridors. It's not, you know, a big boss room. It's tiny areas with all the additional spawn that we normally have a problem, uh, combating anyway. And they were, they respond with 500,000 hit points, which is twice of a main boss. Uh, but we went and we downed three of them. Um, and we went looking for the other two and they'd either despawned or been deleted because we finally got their number on that. Um, don't really know what happened to the last of them, but. I know BB took down the one in 3.5. And I think we got one more in the main dungeon. I wasn't there that night, but yeah, we were trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I I don't know what what your strategy was. We we actually uh we decided to blow a bunch of guild favors and it actually was some of the the funniest 
boss content I've ever done when we had about 75% resistance to, to bosses in Ossuary at that time. We could actually just, anybody could stand, any wrecked member could stand in the middle of those boss attacks and just mini heal through it. Um, that the attacks were basically nothing. And it was kind of funny because any other guild saw us doing this and they're like, well, if they can do it, we can do it. Um, but without those bonuses or favors active, they would run up and start trying to do the boss with us and just get instantly destroyed. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure there's BB trying to copy you guys and dying like flies. <laughs> that's great. Nice. Nice move. I like that. <laughs> Let's uh let's move on to aspect overhaul. And I think we'll once we get to Fortune Suit, we'll just bridge that into uh into our trap discussion and talk all things trap. So they uh they put out a patch here very recently, I think right around Osprey four, that uh overhauled all the aspect system. Uh air anything that was bad, air suit, poison, eldritch. You know, all the stuff that people weren't really using anymore or had issues with, he just kind of touched and, and tweaked a bunch of stuff. Uh move things around. You know, there's some there's some big things he was changing that didn't get changed, but it was on testing for about a month. Uh let's pull up the forum post. It's uh and the big thing is we got a brand new aspect, the the blood aspect. Yeah, cool color too, by the way. Like looks good. So uh, my biggest takeaway with this is almost all of it is it, it worked. A lot of the stuff is is way more viable than it was, which which keeps the build diversity up. You know, you're, you're seeing people working on air suits, uh, poison, void. void. I've seen a lot of void. Yeah, lately. a lot of people doing void. Uh, I got a tamer that keeps telling me that the future meta is an air tamer. Um, you know, blood looks like it's really promising for bosses that. Even even like existing really powerful suits like Command got a follower experience gain and taming success success chance, which is a cool uh, a cool boon for a tamer. Yeah, the experience gain was there. the The taming chance bonus is new, and I think the formula changed a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, most stuff that was already good, like fire, earth, just got really minor tweaks. But some of the stuff that was Lagging way behind, like poison got a really big bonus. Yeah, poison got a good boost. Earth, I'm I'm a little disappointed you took the the knockback effect off. That was actually really helpful, um, especially at some of the bosses and mini bosses. Uh, Air, I know the Oreo, whatever his freaking name is. He's he's high on air again because he's an archer, so he loves that shit. I've seen a lot of void coming in. Actually, void working with. Uh, summoners to get some non-stop casting it's been a new little meta it seems like i would like to see an eldritch get a little boost because i think there's uh there's a big gap there for summoners like that that seems like it should be a great summoners aspect and it's just not quite there yeah it really fell out of favor quite a while ago if your uh if your main damage is your is from your mage it's uh, it's still pretty good at the high tier. Yeah, just just not quite enough mana refund. It seems like. Yeah, all the stuff with summoning got stripped out of it. So I don't know if he plans to revamp summoning separately. It's it seems like it's going in that direction. Like it, they're not telling us, but it might. Just with everything going on. I'd love to see a, a summoner overhaul. That's what I started out as. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's a really good starting build for a lot of reasons. 60K and you're off to the races. I enjoyed it a lot, but then uh, it really kind of just came down to them like, just Earth Ellie's, huh? Damn. Uh, I just wanted a, more out of it and then inevitably went taming. But if somehow summoners could get more things to, to conjure up, it'd be nice. What are your guys' thoughts on the the new blood aspect? Well, I'm I'm not using blood aspect. Um, my my tamer is purely command fortune and void from when I wasn't a tamer. Um, I know Dyrick has been pretty gung ho on on blood aspect, and he's getting up there. He's probably tier seven or eight by now. Um, and from what I've heard, he he likes it uh, specifically on bosses. Uh, the damage boost and just the bleeds are, are good, um, but. Honestly, if you want his opinions on aspects, uh, that's probably its own one or two part show, uh, just because he's got everything to say about it. But I think I've seen the blood aspect. It's been interesting, and I've only really heard some some positive feedback about it from anybody in my group who's been trying it. So I, I think it's a it's a win for uh, for staff. Is it is it only for Dexers? Is like that the only viable way to use it? I haven't tried it. I th- I think. Anybody else just has strictly better options. Like if you think of um, just you know extra mana for a caster, the Eldritch damage bonus that just got re- retooled, or um, Void instant mana regen every sixty seconds is. I think it's just better than getting extra mana points to st- to start with. Um, I don't think the hit points are you know incredibly important on a tamer. So yeah, I, and Dex swing speed doesn't go above a hundred stamina. So I th- I think it's it's pretty purely Dexter, but I think uh the demand for them shows you that a lot of Dexters are are in to give it a shot. Yeah, or at least seeing where it shakes out. You, know, you have to get the materials bought, get it to high tier. And they they could do some testing on tests, but it definitely seems more of a boss type of build, at least from what I've heard. But I'm sure someone will get it working out in the overworld. Yeah, the I think the one kind of scary thing in the open is that all stats increase once you get hit with a pvp flag you could really get jacked up oh yeah i wonder what, I wonder what happens that do you lose all the hp right away <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how that that's gonna work that'll be interesting i don't know i haven't heard of anyone but i've heard that concern i don't know anyone that's tested it yet though and i mean that's the last part of this is they they had the fortune suit and they had some big changes of fortune. Uh, script, you can probably elaborate what was going on, but they they scrapped all that, and we ended up getting no changes of fortune, uh, which kind of left trappers in their current state before the patch as they are now. And then you can just roll that right into talking about, you know, what the hell you're doing with traps. Yeah, yeah the fortune, um, I think, you know, it's a really tricky one because a lot of people have invested uh, a lot of money because Fortune's definitely one of the more expensive aspects. A lot of time leveling it. And, um, you know, even though trappers are not a, a huge amount of the population, they're, they're still out there. But, yeah, one of the biggest changes was moving the, the damage bonus to the skill bonus, which was a pretty sizable cut. Um, a very sizable cut to the damage. So that, that part was not, not really jiving 
on, on that change. If somehow they they switched it to, you know, give give the trap damage bonus, move it to the skill. With you know, right now it's just the lock picking and harvesting skill bonuses. But if you just assigned it a different increase to keep it at the same level that it currently is, that would be fine. Um, but that's not how it was panning out. It was panning out to like a, a huge, huge decrease, like 20% of what it was before. Um, and they were replacing it with, they moved it out of there into the skill bonus so that they could put a damage increase to events basically for anybody. Um, so I guess with the idea to get more people involved into it. So that would be like shrines or um, special holiday events and that sort of thing. Bosses. Bosses, team map, uh, team map spawns. Right. And it did, it did, it was going to increase your damage of your traps. So your traps would be effective at the, at that content, but not, not in like a dungeon or overworld. Right. And that's, and that's where most of the trappers like disagreed with it was that like, it was basically telling us we had to change how we play and no longer use, you know, go out and farm in a regular dungeon. It was kind of suggesting, Hey, you have to now only do events if you want that, you know, level of play that you, you've already been accustomed to. And that was kind of a deal breaker for a lot of us. So that uh, it didn't, it didn't quite jive yet. The, and I think that's ultimately why it got scrapped and maybe they'll revisit it soon. It, Fortune wasn't broke before. It's a very, very popular suit. So it not being changed isn't really like game changing really, you know? Yeah. What's the trap build that you're actually running? Um, so the trap build that I run is the tamer trapper. Uh, Cause naturally tamers are pretty OP. Um, but the main reason it has taming is you, you need a tank need something to tank and control the mobs, you know, because um, trapping um, is really all about blasting as many things in the same area that you can. And so that, that requires detect, um, detecting hidden and tinkering skill. You need at least 80 of that. Start placing traps and you get, you get a little more damage and you get a little more traps that you can place um, when you go towards 120 those skills so that that eats up about 240 points which is a lot you know and you got to think about none of that can be used in pvp so you're definitely making a trade-off if you go trapper any one of these trapper builds you cannot use any of that in pvp so um there's you would expect a little bit of a trade-off in the win column too though can't use in pvp but maybe you're more effective in pvm that makes sense so that's what I've been running. So just taming lore, 120 as well. And then uh, major and med. And then you get about like 40 points left over that you can kind of spend as you please. Maybe camping. If you're going out farming, you want to hold a little more. Or wrestling if you don't want to take as much damage from melee stuff. So there's, there's not too much flexibility in it other than that 40 points. So it's pretty uh, locked in. But you, you see uh, summoners out there as well for trappers. Like you could you could tank with your your own self, right? Like make a Dexter trapper. Yeah, and that's what um that's what Barry does and Peep. Um so there's like basically three 
three trappers that you can run viably. You either tank yourself, um, so they, they throw on parrying. They don't even have tactics on their builds, and they just uh, have you know really good resist parrying, and they take all the hits to their, their character, and then they blow everything up. So that's one way to do it, and it works pretty well. Yeah, I've heard a, a lot of summoner trappers too. You know, you don't even really need high spirit speak. Uh, you can just do junk earth elementals just to tank, basically hurting the mobs, especially for team mappers. You just hurt the mobs up, pop your traps. They die pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, they're really just kind of a meat shield. And that's and that's kind of how um, trappings evolved. Like early on, um, I guess people didn't really know what to do with it. There, you saw most people were just using it on like a hider, like a stealther, because you can place traps while hidden, and you just kind of have to end up placing something and waiting, you know, waiting for the mobs to like come into the vicinity and then blow them up, which wasn't really that effective. You didn't really see it used, you know, out farming or anything like that. You'd only really see it at shrines, and it's kind of changed when people start figuring out how to tank it. And that's really where it's evolved to with, uh, you know, the progression being tank it yourself, tank it with a summoner with the earth elementals. And then the best one, in my opinion, you know, tanking it with pets because you have so many different options. And so that's where it's kind of graduated to and, uh, becomes pretty powerful at that point. You can do quite a lot of damage when you can, Herd up 5, 10, 20 mobs and blast them. So they they definitely designed a dungeon to spread them out, spread the aggro out. Uh, there's not a lot of like dense areas in the dungeons. I, I can think of one off the top of my head right right now. That's the, uh, the Petrum right before the main boss, all those elementals. There's not a lot of spots that are like that. Uh, that seems like the trapper heaven right there. Is there any other dungeon spots that are that are good for trying to aoe things down yeah you really have to you gotta look you gotta look for it it's not easy you know um when you know people see a trapper like in its prime in like a big you know area where there are a lot of mobs especially at events it looks a little overpowered but in a day-to-day it's, it's not so easy to find all that especially in the dungeons um there's only a few locations you can you can do it in place like Maz, you know, at the the hallways there. You can kind of run in to each little room, drag the mob out, put them in the middle, and blast them all, and that works. So that's that's a good spot. Another would be uh, Nucero. You know where all those Earth Dragons are? Like five of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a pretty good good one as well. Died a lot trying to get that one done. Is there anything overworld? You could do like a weaker overworld too. Yeah, there's um, the best one would probably be the volcano, you know, where there's uh, four demons. Kind of collect those up without dying, put them in the middle. That's it's like 5k right there at least. You can do that really quick, but it's dangerous. <laughs> PKs like to frequent that area a lot, so gotta watch out but other than demon spawns there's not much overworld that you would really hit just in general the mobs are pretty weak and don't give too much gold out there yet 
maybe that'll change soon. So when do you think this gets into its own? Like when, when does it work? Uh, is it at 120, 120, uh, detected and tinkering with like tier five fortune, or do you start to see it viable and, and fun like earlier in the build? If you want to use it for like farming efforts, it, it definitely starts becoming viable when you're above a hundred and you don't necessarily need fortune. Um, you can, you can run without fortune, honestly, and it will do okay. And cause you can ratchet up the amount of damage it does based on what type of wire you use. And that's like one of the key things, but you know, there's a cost to that. There's uh multiple different wire types and each one better than the last, but they also cost a lot to make like, the platinum wire, that's like 10 ingots per. So every time you're throwing that down, it's like 120 gold just exiting your pocket right there. <laughs> so you can go quick. Um, but some of the cheaper wire, it's like, only costs like two ingots to make. So if, if you kind of vary up type of wire that you bring for the type of thing that you're hunting, it definitely makes sense. You can keep it relatively cheap and effective. And uh, I really kind of wish more people would uh, take it down to the dungeons. You don't really see it too much, but it's out there. Yeah. The, the other big part of this too is watching a trapper uh, annihilate a uh, shrine. At least the, the earlier uh, spawnings of all the mobs, not, not really once the boss starts to come out. And I, don't, I think people don't like it. <laughs> they, they see you or, or another trapper show up and just like take out the entire uh, the entire wave yeah um, it's definitely impressive <laughs> yeah that's definitely the most fun um yeah a lot of times people yell at me and i'm like hey you didn't even realize there was two other trappers there but you thought i was the only one doing it but that that happens sometimes but <laughs> but um it's it used to be really 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 good they applied a, uh, they kind of applied a cap to it, and more recently, that can only damage you know a little more than maybe five mobs at a time because it used to be that you can hit the whole thing all at once, which was pretty crazy. So we, we weren't we weren't too you know in disagreements with that change. That made kind of sense. Um, but lately, the the kind of thing for shines is those damn. Uh, Atiugs, little green things with the T-Rex arms. Those things are becoming a little bit of a problem. Yeah, they've really changed up uh, the shrines a lot. Well, and you're right. Trappers were super powerful at shrines initially and then got dialed back almost where no one was bringing them. And it, it, I feel like now they're kind of coming back. Whether that's through... Uh, people like you uh, uh, championing them a little bit and getting a, getting the knowledge out there or people just seeing them back in action with a, a proper bill with, you know, we have links now you start putting those trap bonus damage links in. You can really yeah, kind of, I think the biggest thing that's changed is, you know, it, it's really that kind of evolution where, um, you know, the initial idea was put it on a stealther, place your traps, blast and run like hell, you know? Um, and when, when myself and the other trappers started doing, you know, like 
tank the mobs. Like, no, this is how you do it. You don't hide and place and run. You tank the mobs, you control the mobs, you get them in a hot spot, and then you lay into them. That's when it really kind of got a lot better, a lot more effective, and you, you see crazy numbers. Um, I think that's when uh, Peter got into it as well, uh, Generic Tamer. He, he really became fond of it lately. And it all came down to just a different approach of like, look, you, you put something to sacrifice itself that's going to get eaten alive, and that can't be you. It's got to be a pet or an earth elemental. And that's when it really started making sense. And that, that kind of changed it. Yeah, this is a really unique play style. It's, uh, it's also something that seems very unique to UO. I can't think of a lot of other games that have this kind of gameplay. It's pretty versatile because there's a lot of different kinds of traps. So, you know, we're kind of describing this uh, big blast that you're doing. But you can also do this a lot of different kind of traps. Like, you can set up all sorts of weird shit, right? That, that's one of the things that I find... Um I find really interesting about it as like a main character. Um, you know, for a long time, most no one really played it as a main and I wanted to play it as a main and, uh, really went, you know, far into it and, and you can play it as a main. Um, you just have to know your role. You have to know that it's like, it's a different way of playing. You're not seeking out single targets, you know, like most people are, are concentrated on, I hit one thing and one thing only right now until it's dead. Then I move on to the next thing. And if, if you play a character like this, you, you're you not looking for that opportunity at all. If, if I run by something and there's only one or two things there, I'm, I'm running them further. Like I don't, that's not going to cut it up for me. It's not going to work. It's going to be, I'm going to lose money on that. You have to seek out opportunities where there's like five plus. So it's a totally different way of playing, um, which I appreciate in the game a lot that there there's a alternate way you could you can go about it so if you want to get into the trapper you have to kind of realize that that you're you're not seeking out single targets you're seeking out five plus basically and that's where it really opens you know pretty wide yeah i would uh i bet we see a revamp to it at some point i well i say revamp you know it's probably going to be some sort of nerf or rework um, I don't know that it's in a bad spot where it's at now, but I think I think they're probably not happy, obviously, with uh, with all of it. At, they keep tweaking it. But, you know, I don't know when that's coming or, or down, the, down the road. Do you have any ideas for what they could do to... Uh, you mm. sound happy with it. I think the developers maybe aren't. I, it's, it's a tricky subject. Um, it, it's a tricky subject in that there's a lot of drawbacks to it that aren't really seen. When, when you see like, you know, a trapper out there just lighting everything up, you're not thinking about, you know, what are the trade-offs that that person made, you know, to play that. And they're, they're, which, and there's a lot of them. So that's probably the trickiest in trying to figure out, you know, should it be, you know, dialed in or should it not be, you know, like bosses would be a really great example. So when you go to a boss as a trapper, you are never going to be on the top of the leaderboard. This is not going to happen. It will not happen ever. Um, you have to see that kind of right to the, the top decks here or the top, you know, tamers every single time. Your role is a support role, like exclusively. Like you are there to lay down traps that uh, debuff the boss 
you know, much like a bard might. And your secondary role is you need to control the ads and the ad spawn. So your your role is a completely support role there, and you have to play to that. So there's there's some trade-offs for sure if you're going to play it that I think makes it tricky when uh, people look at it and they only see the times when everything got blown up. You know, like, oh, my God, it's so OP. But they're not seeing the other side of it where that's not happening. Yeah, that's a really great point. Can you not put down a bunch of damage traps and then detonate it like around the boss? You can. What's the timer on when you can put down another set of traps? It's uh, three minutes. So holy shit. Okay. (laughs) So you get like two of them, maybe maybe three. Right. So if you, if you like literally just took the 240 points of trapping, right. And you compare that to 240 points of, from a Dexer or 240 points from just a Tamer. Like it's you, the boss is a single target. The traps will always be at the bottom of this list. You you will not exceed what the output of the other builds will do because you're fighting a single target. Yeah. And because of that kind sense. of a three minute cap. Yeah. If a boss takes five, 10 minutes at most, you might get two right. or three rounds of it. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, that's, again, that, that's, that's why I think it's tricky. I don't know what the right answer is. You, you kind of have to evaluate the build, you know, in the times it's good and the times it's, it plays, you know, second or third or fourth down the list, like that it's a support role and, um, you have to make a lot of sacrifices and, and where you can farm, you know, for example, and there's not, as you mentioned, it's not everywhere that there's, you know, five plus mobs that you can grab. You know, you, you might, might run down the dungeon many times and, be, and there's only one or two because other people are farming it. And that, that dungeon's a bust for you. You can't farm that. You know, it's not going to work. So, Plus, the, everything Outlands got has a short leash. You, you can't even kite things yes. to another mob. Like, right. you know, you got a certain window what you can do in Outlands. It, well, and I, but Trapper's like, yeah, the trying, trying trappers, team map trappers, trying to actually farm with it, take it to a boss, all those are a little different. So when you start trying to fix one, you might really jack up another spot. You know, like if you're really focused on right. farming with it, but I'm using it for team maps. You try to dial in what's happening at team maps and you jack up the guy that loves to go farm with it. Exactly. And, that, and like that's kind of what, with our fortune you know, that f- fortune, right? That was that was changing. I, I love that uh, you've taken the, this odd spot of the game and uh, really figured out how to make it work for you. It's a fun odd spot. <laughs> I I do like uh, how it's different. I, I like it. I like it for the primary fact that it's a different approach of you, you seek out area effects and that's it. You're not seeking out what all the other builds seek out of single target. I think that's the most interesting part about it. And it allows you to do that. So that's fun. Um, it's really dangerous. There's many deaths that incur, <laughs> you know, I countless times that, uh, I'll go in and throw a bunch of traps and I'm about ready to blast it. But then, uh, the mobs aggro on me and I'm f- deleted from the game. Basically, uh, it's that quick sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. That's that. That's not going to happen. And you get nothing out of that. 
Uh, one of the funniest things that happened recently was, uh, who was it? Bert. So I went down the OS, uh, the OS boss and I placed a bunch of traps. Uh, little old Bert was there on a thief and he snooped my pack and he, uh, he grabbed my detonator out of my pack and, uh, I placed all the traps and I'm, I'm getting ready and I, I hit my hockey. I'm like, all right, let, let's do the thing. And it's like, nope, no detonator. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Like, oh shit <laughs> well that's that <laughs> ran out by the time i got back in it was dead i'm like okay <laughs> zero <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny but uh but yeah yeah make sure you drop the magic arrow so you can get a uh, you get loot off of 20 <laughs> damage or whatever <laughs> yep so i mean you know if you want to counter a trapper bring a thief <laughs> I, I i'm no good at this game so once i my my trapper is actually almost done. He's like 105 tinkering. Uh, I'm going to start rolling him out. I, I imagine that I'm going to have a, a high learning curve, more so than most players. It's kind of like a little finicky with getting it all to work, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Abusu, we haven't really talked to you in a little bit. Do you have do you have any thoughts or opinions on like where traps are at currently in the game? Um, I think they're definitely a, a niche area. Um I, I've seen, I've seen from the other side a lot of what script has talked about as far as sort of the progression and what it's like. I know, uh, I'm, I'm guilty of bringing Autiogs to shrines to, to try to carve out a, a piece of onks. Um, but before that, trying to use just, uh, single target pets when he was one of the guys just obliterating shrines. It, it was, it was maddening in that I wanted to be doing, you know, something for the shrine, but, um, it was like every, every other wave I could do something. Cause it usually takes about that three minutes after he blows up the, uh, the main portion of them, everybody else kind of cleans up the scraps and then you get like an eighth of an onk per, uh, per wave. So, and then the other waves you're, you know, stuck killing single things. Um, no, I, I think, I think traps are, a, they're a good thing to have because, you always have people who rightfully so want to sort of play their own way and they don't want to just conform. And so I think it's, it's nice to have other viable builds to do things. Um, a lot of my friends use trappers to, to team map and they certainly team map faster than I do. They just put a lot more resources, uh, into sort of getting that, the ability to get the 120 uh, suits to, to do so. Oh yeah. I think I just spent a million in ingots. And then I spent a bunch of gold to get the taming. And then, yeah, it's pretty expensive to go from what I was doing, which is just summoners at a team map to uh, try and do this tamer trapper thing. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping it pays off. It definitely looks cool. looks like a lot of fun. I forget whose post that was in the forums not, not too long ago. They uh, talked about how they were doing it. And I wrote that build down. But it... Even then, that was that must have been like five, six months ago. I was like, man, this sounds like a, just a fun way to play the game. It, that might have been really fun. <laughs> I I enjoy it uh, very much. It's I like the the high risk, high reward type of uh, type of play style, and it definitely accommodates that. Well, thank you guys for for coming to the show. Um, Osprey Four has been great. Like, I don't know what else they're going to throw at us next. Looks like we got Strange Lands. Sunday is finally here. That'll be awesome. Maybe our next cast will we'll talk nice. about Strange Lands better. But I think we're just lucky. Like this game just keeps on giving. Thank you, Script, for letting us know about traps, and thank you, Busu, for coming on and talking. 
about your like direct experience with uh, how elsewhere four went. Man, I'll see you guys out there. We're we're gonna we're gonna be dying to this nasty ass shit in Osprey four here for <laughs> the foreseeable future. Yeah, thanks for uh, inviting me to come talk. Thanks for having me. All right, later, everyone. Thank you.